Welcome to the Jay and Ross Talk Shit Podcast. I'm Ross. I'm Jay. Uh, we decided for this episode we're going to record two parts. We're going to record one today. This is uh, February 18th, so before the Academy Awards. Uh, we're going to look at the different categories and p- pick what we think will win. Not necessarily our favorites, what we think might win. This is before I've done any research. Like, I wouldn't go to Vegas with these picks. <laughs> if, I were to, if I were to make my own Let it picks, ride. That's my attitude. Like, like if I were entering this into anything, man, I usually enter into a pool. My, oh. my choices are going to be fucking amazing. So, uh, <laughs> Won't even matter, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Money in the bank. Shorty, what you drank. I'll, I'll probably post something this weekend <laughs> on the website with my actual choices once I've, like, checked out what people think. But as a, on a whim... We're going to make some predictions, and we'll see which of those come true. You're going to get to hear both the predictions and what happened right next to each other. So you'll get to hear us, you know, talk about how stupid we were about whatever it was. (laughs) So uh, we just have a big list here. Should we just start with the top where <laughs> you want to go i was thinking you want to go reverse which one do you think would be better i mean neither of these orders are going to be what they do on the show sure so either way let, let's let's start. go let's go big let's go best picture then all let's, right let's go best first best picture we got american sniper birdman boyhood the grand budapest hotel the imitation game selma the theory of everything and whiplash what are you thinking um i'm thinking that's a tough one, man. There's a lot of good films. There uh, are. I'm thinking Boyhood's going to win just because of just how interesting, uh, like, just what a great experiment that was, you know? Yeah. That's like, I mean, I haven't seen anything like that where you watch a pretty much a boy go to a man and a girl go to a woman, pretty much, mm-hmm. uh, which was interesting. Um, it wasn't my favorite movie. So right. But I, you, your idea I, I, is that... That's what the Academy would yeah. go for. That, and I, it's just a good idea. Yeah. Um, I'm going to check. That's what I think is going to win. Uh, what I want to win is Birdman. Okay. So I'm going to circle that one. All right. So I'm checking the, the one I think is going to win and what I want plan. to win. Good plan. Is circling. So um, I'm also guessing that Boyhood is going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think it's necessarily like a likely Oscar movie just because... It came out super early. It's a pretty mm. independent picture, but it's got a lot, lot, lot of attention. A lot of people like it. I think it's a great movie, uh, and I'm gonna circle Boyhood. I think that was really? my favorite movie this year. Nice. Uh, Bird, Birdman, I liked a lot too. Or I thought stylistically that was a really cool movie. Yeah, I really liked how they made it look like it was one shot. I thought mm-hmm. that was really cool. I just really liked the story. I really, I just liked all of it. Yeah, I, just, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I, I full disclosure still haven't seen Imitation Game, uh, American Sniper, or Theory of Everything. The only but, one I haven't seen on this, I have not seen American Sniper. I'm kind of, I auditioned for that role, a role <laughs> in that, so I was like, I know I'm just gonna see it and just be like, I would have done better than you. <laughs> the person sucks. <laughs> yeah, because like, and then I, will, I was be like, yeah, the movie sucks. Like, <laughs> like I would have brought it over the hill with my two scenes. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I still want to see it and make my own mind up on it rather than just all the political talk around it sure uh but but boyhood was like i actually think that was probably the best film this year Uh, so i'll go with it and with the magic of editing we are now on uh february 24th yeah uh talking about what actually happened at the oscars it was real magic it was real magic yeah 
<laughs> Editing magic's real magic. No, no, it's just real magic. <laughs> just we like Lord of the Rings magic. Okay. Don't don't mislead our viewers, Ross. Yeah. Okay. I went to Hogwarts Academy to Seriously. make this possible for all of Come you. Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> so, first category we had a, a best picture, and Birdman won, which. Uh, in our our predictions, I did not guess. I mm. guess spoiled, but uh, I'm okay with Birdman. I know a lot of people were down on it, uh, yeah. especially just because it was the front runner. It seems like whatever is the most popular thing, everybody likes to diss on the few first few or last few weeks. Like Boyhood and Birdman, everybody's been shitting on on a line like really? the last few weeks, just because like, they don't deserve to win. And oh, Jesus, <laughs> it, I thought it was a good movie though. I, yeah, I, I still... did too. I was happy that it won. It was my favorite of the Best Picture nominees. And, yeah, um, I was just really I was surprised because you know even though it wasn't a superhero movie, it still had kind of like that like a little bit of a superhero. Like there's like a yeah. little bit of a theme to it. Well, it's it's all about yeah, like artistic integrity versus yeah. popularity. But but yeah, I thought that even though it really wasn't about superheroes, it would like kind of mm-hmm. they would still kind of unfairly judge right. it. Like like you know what I mean? And yeah. Like the Oscars like just even you know even like the Dark Knight. The only thing it really won was I think like supporting yeah, that actor wasn't... and like costume design or something. Right. You know? And that was before they did the. 10 or you know 5 to 10 nominee mm-hmm. system so that got cut off that might have made it if they'd extended the right m- number of movies well, yeah and like and like director i think i'm pretty sure nolan got snubbed that yeah. year and yeah. like are you kidding me he flipped a semi for crying out loud it's <laughs> a lot of hard work that's awesome yeah well birdman it was interesting leading up people turned around like oh well it was just made to pander to the academy because it's all about uh, arti- people feeling artistically siphoned and you know like not being able to get their message out there and and a lot of actors feel like they're forced to do these shitty movies or like big money movies that they don't yeah. care about but the movie itself is like offbeat enough and weird enough that it it definitely doesn't feel like oscar bait to me yeah. like it's not like i i watched uh between the last part of this podcast and now theory of everything i haven't seen imitation game yet uh, but I saw American Sniper, and like Theory of Everything is kind of the Oscar bait. Yeah, that's movie. the Oscar bait. It was movie made for sure. because they wanted to get award nominations. And right. Birdman seemed like you know actually a passion project. Oh yeah, so. and, it, and it, it was just a cool story because I mean I think that's what every like artist at that level struggles with, you know. Yeah. Because like a lot of people kind of crap on uh, Johnny Depp recently, and I mean, great, yeah. I mean it's kind of deserved. I mean his last few movies have been kind of weak. But, like, the way I look at it is, like, you can't really talk crap until somebody's like, hey, you want to make a piece of shit for $20 million, or you want to make the good film for a hundred grand? You want to know something funny? Yeah. Uh, the original draft, or the, the earlier script for Birdman, ended with them going backstage right after uh, Michael Keaton, like, shot himself, mm-hmm. and Johnny Depp's backstage, it, there's a poster for Pirates 4, and it mm-hmm. goes into his voiceover. Right. <laughs> exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a real, real thing in Hollywood. I, I don't think it wasn't, I don't think it was a generic film at all. I think it was pretty interesting. A lot of people have dissed, like, the critic scene, or especially critics got mad because they're like, it's just making critics look like, you know, vindictive assholes rather than... Well, some of you are. Some, some <laughs> are, but, like, the whole movie didn't feel like it was 
the reality of artistic ambition. It felt like the emotional reality yeah. of artistic ambition. Well, and I'm, I'm glad that it kind of, because, like, nobody really ever talks about those those pretentious people yeah. on the other side of the coin. They're, they're, they're just as bad as the sellouts, just they're the mirror. Right, you right. You know, this is, I only do serious arts. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck you. <laughs> like, right. You know, so I'm glad they, like, poked fun at those people, too, or... Yeah, um, or made them like look in a crappy light because you know they get like they get all this respect and stuff too. But when they're really just yeah, you know what I mean. They're, they're critics they're, who actually are open minded to I'm everything, not, and I'm, then they're the ones that uh, yeah. I'm not even just talking about the crew. I'm talking just about like people uh, in general. I'm talking about Edward like, Norton, right? Right? Because like he's the same way. It's like oh uh, mm, yeah, know, like, like he derides Michael Keaton in there, a lot. There just are good films that are you know. Big entertainment, I guess, sellout, if you will, films. Right. Um, there's, I mean, they can be good. They're not all Michael Bay turd towns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, just about keeping an open mind on it. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, best director, we have uh, Richard Linklater for Boyhood. Uh, Alejandro Gonzalez, I have no idea how to pronounce <laughs> it. Inaritu, I think. Uh, Inaritu. For uh, Birdman, Bennett Miller for Foxcatcher, Wes Anderson for Grand Budapest Hotel, and Morton uh, Tidum for uh, The Imitation Game. Yeah, so this is a really hard category, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people are leaning towards Richard Linklater winning for Boyhood. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Inarudio for uh, Birdman, even though yeah. I think uh, Boyhood will win this when best picture i think to a lot of people best director is like they look at the style of the movie and mm-hmm. birdman has such an obvious and distinctive style yeah that i think for sure. to, um go. I, I got one question is wes anderson won before no um apparently this like i i'm pretty sure i saw that this is his i i want to well no i don't know it might not be his best First Best Director nomination. So, I don't want to go say that for sure. Because I'm going to think, I, I think just based on body of work, I'm going to I'm going to go, I'm going to check go Wes Anderson. Anderson huh? um, but, uh, oh man, I, I actually kind of want him to win as well. Oh yeah? Because I'm a huge Wes Anderson fan. So, because yeah. like, I love Birdman, but like his other, Alejandro's other films, like, because I think he did Babel and mm-hmm. like Babel. Um, I was like really disappointed with that movie. I, I thought they spent too much time on the the Japanese girl story, yeah, yeah. when like she had next to nothing to do with it. Yeah, I I know I was in a minority on being okay with that plot line because yeah. so many people had the same opinion. I yeah. I kind of like I almost wish that they'd just been all separate vignettes because that one they just had to be like, well, the gun came from the... right, like it came wasn't... from her dad, right? Like, it, like that film. The fact that they tried to make that connection made it feel even more separate. Like, right. to me, if, if they'd just been separate vignettes, it would have been like, oh, it's all just around the central concept of language and of uh, community, kind of, and sure. the, the barriers on that. Mm-hmm. And the ways that communication prevent things from happening. But, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to decide on my favorite. So you think Birdman's going to win? I think Birdman's going to win. favorite. Uh, or I, I think Boyhood's going to win Best Picture, but uh, uh, Inarito will win yeah. uh, Birdman. I'll. It's really tough between Boyhood and Birdman for me on a personal favorite, just because they are such different movies. Yeah. And for Linklater to spearhead Boyhood for as long as he did, 
is a really huge accomplishment. But uh, I thought that the style of Birdman and the way everything came together was really, really impressive. I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna say Link later for Boyhood on my personal pick, but I it's really tough for me. So best director, uh, the winner here was also uh, Birdman or Alejandro Gonzalez in a redo, mm-hmm. and I I feel like that's a fair choice. You know, I I said my favorite was Link later. Mm-hmm. I'd I'd still say that just because twelve years to devote to a project is an insane commitment, but yep. the there. Birdman was such a well thought out package in terms of, you know, the looks, the style, the music, the performances. Like, there's a certain heightened reality, the whole thing, that feels consistent all the way through. Mm-hmm. And I thought you did a great job with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and just telling the story, I think he really, like, and just how it looked and how I loved how it, you know, just gelled. It looked like one scene. Right, the the simulated and, single shot kind of yeah but there there's a lot of care and thought that went into that yeah and uh i just i was actually i mean i wasn't really too surprised he was probably i probably had him as my runner up mm-hmm. because he's because usually i mean a lot of the times you have to like think of body of work with at least with the oscars yes uh, SAG, yeah, sag awards they kind of go more with like single performances a lot yeah more than the Oscars, at least, at least how I seems know to be. It. Yeah, um, body of work is like pretty. It's a, it's a factor in the Oscars, so that's, yeah. That's why I was like, that's why I went with Wes Anderson because right. I'm pretty sure he's been probably nominated the most. He has been out of these guys. I feel like he's still got a lot of work in him. Yeah. Uh, so like they might they might feel that way too, where it's like, ah, Wes Anderson will have his year, right. but I don't know. I I I I don't really have a problem with uh, Birdman winning. Directed or best yeah, director? No, I didn't either. Sure. Read off best actor. Uh, so we've got Steve Carell for Foxcatcher, Bradley Cooper for American Sniper, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Imitation Game, Michael Keaton for Birdman, and Eddie Redmayne for The Theory of Everything. So, uh, speaking of Steve Carell and Foxcatcher, you thought because like pretty it, good it might, I mean, yeah, he was good, but I don't know if he's even deserves a nomination because, I, like I said, like. It would have been if we would have saw like the transformation, right? It you was just I mean? kind of a weird dude, yeah. Right? <laughs> and like the real the struggle, you know, between him and Mark Ruffalo, yeah. Know, um, than it did. I mean, there was like little parts, but I, it wasn't as much as you know. I don't know. It just especially for like a best actor, maybe it's like a best supporting. You know, yeah, like usually that, that's the thing. Every I, everyone I know who saw that movie is like he's the supporting actor. He's yeah. not the lead. Yeah, because like most of, most of the time, the best actor has like a like an you know it, they're the like, lead yeah, character. His yeah. story goes like this, and mm-hmm. it's not really, and it's usually just them a lot of the times too. But they're just so good mm-hmm. in like telling the story emotionally or whatever. And like you know, usually the supporting actors get all like the character flaws, you know, right? <laughs> like, you know. Um, uh, and so I mean he was good, but I, I don't know. Just I'd have to look at you know the other performances. So you would not pick him for no. your best actor. No, no, no. Do, no. Who who do you think you'd go with? Uh, tell you the truth, I think Eddie Redmayne's gonna win it. Really? Yeah, because he was like one of the few like things really keeping me into that film. He was great. Mm-hmm. But who I really want to win is a uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Really? Yeah. Uh, he just you know, kept me riveted the whole time and like I felt for his character more than any mm-hmm. of the other ones. 
Yeah. So um, you're you're uh, predicting Eddie Redmayne, yeah. but personally going for Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. I'm. Okay, so of these movies, the only one that I've seen is Birdman. Okay. So I can't. Oh, wow. I don't have a, 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 my personal preference is meaningless basically because it's I've only seen the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll say Michael Keaton in Birdman for my personal preference. As for who will win, it's it for me. It's between Michael Keaton and Eddie Redmayne. Okay. Uh, Eddie Redmayne because everybody says he was great in that movie, regardless of whether they even liked that movie. Mm-hmm. And it's also very much the kind of Oscar role. Sure. Where the guy has an arc and he has, he has to play a disability. Right. Uh, it's it gets to be a love story. It, it it gets a lot of different things that people like in those biopic roles where they tend to award them. Do you think do you think Imitation Game might be a little bit like that too? Because yes. like, when I saw the trailer, I was kind of like, this is. It kind of reminded me of the King's Speech. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like those type of films. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's set around the same time as the King's Speech. You know, right. I mean, like World War Two and. Main. Yeah, and those can those are probably more similar roles than some of them. Or I mean, not not similar roles in terms of playing similar characters, yeah. but in terms of the type that the Oscars normally look at. Yeah. Um. So I I think he's a possible. Do you, and also uh, before I just need to say sure. this. Uh, do you think Bradley Cooper got the nomination because of all the hype around the, and all the craziness? We talked about this earlier. Um, about how it's just turned into like a political I, like I think, debate almost that movie. I think he got it because he was good in the role, but also because Bradley Cooper has been up for a number of awards yeah, recently, is, so he's a name that a, people go to. This is four in a row, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I've heard he's really good in American Sniper. I haven't seen it yet. So I can't say, but like even again, that's another one where even the people who didn't really like that movie seem to think he did a good job on mm-hmm. it. So, so for me, it's it's still between Redmayne and Keaton and Ke- Michael Keaton. It's more to me because people like people like the underdog and mm-hmm. the guy who has a good story to tell. Someone who's been really putting in the work for so many years and just came back with a winning picture. Right. I'm I'm gonna go with Eddie Redmayne as my prediction though. Okay. Okay. Best actor. Uh, this was Eddie Redmayne. A lot of people predicted that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the cynical part of me that's like, oh boy, they gave it to the guy playing, you know, <laughs> the famous figure in a biopic who's overcoming uh, disablement, <laughs> and right. that's it's just such a cliche. But I mean, he did do a good job, especially yeah. physically in the role. Like sure. he. He put a lot of work into the realism of that, or the way mm-hmm. that he would move around, or the way, like how much he could still speak. Yeah, he, he didn't and, go full retard, which is good. No, no. And uh... <laughs> well, it wasn't a mental disability in this case. Yeah, but, right. yeah. He he was good. I I still would have liked to see Keaton win, but it's not like yeah. Birdman didn't get his fair share of awards this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was. I mean, I would have liked to see Keaton or Benedict. Those yeah. are my two favorites. Still need to see that. Yeah, but. I mean, he was really good, and uh, it's really a, one thing I always like when I pick acting roles. Like, it's it's kind of uh, it's not, 
it's like who made you feel stuff and then who does really good character work yeah yeah you know there's very few performances that do both and i mean it's true um and eddie redmayne didn't really i didn't really feel as much for like who he is yeah yeah yeah, it's true they and that's partially the film like i didn't feel like that yeah. movie gave you much to go on for who Stephen Hawking was or even who his wife was. Like, mm-hmm. she just kind of is instantly interested in him as soon as she sees him at, like, whatever meeting or club thing they're at at the very beginning. And, like, the, it, it's about the testing of their relationship, but you don't really know what it was that drew each other together in the first place. Or, yeah, I mean, Stephen Hawking's a genius, but right. that's about all there is. Yeah, and I, I'm going to try not to say too much... Mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin it for you, but like, because Alan Turing was yeah a very different. Uh, me and him yeah. are very different people with different perspectives. Different. We grew up at different times, mm-hmm. and he just made me feel for his situation. Yeah, a lot more mm-hmm. than uh than. And so I guess I don't know. Maybe that just struck a chord with me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Eddie Redmayne's yeah character work and physical work was you know phenomenal. Yeah, agreed. Best Actress, we have Marion Cotillard for Two Days, One Night, Felicity Jones for The Theory of Everything, Julianne Moore for Still Alice, Rosamund Pike for Gone Girl, and Reese Witherspoon for Wild. So I guess Jennifer Aniston got kicked off. <laughs> she wasn't on yeah, the Oscars, I guess. Yeah, she was because she was on the Golden Globes and the SAG. Right, um, right. Yeah, I heard that that wasn't that great. It, it was our, it's a bummer. Holy crap. Really? Yeah. Um, so... Am I saying first on this one? Uh, I'll go first. All right. I think I don't remember. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, who I? Ah, that's a good question. I don't know who's gonna win this one. I want the the girl from Gone Girl. Okay, Rosamund Pike. She blew my mind. And in all fairness, the only other one I've seen is Felicity Jones. So I guess I'm gonna have to go. Um, because yeah, I didn't see I didn't see Wild yet. Reese Witherspoon's already won. I think just from the buzz that's been going around, I think Julianne Moore is gonna take it. Like that's what a lot of people. That's a lot of like my like my manager thinks is pretty big. Yeah. Like a lot of people I've actually talked to like in SAG and like actually in the right. business to say that like she was the best. And so yeah. I'm gonna go based on you know just uh, word of mouth um, that I think she's gonna win. But I mean. The girl from Gone Girl, like, killed in my mind. Yeah. Like, I was just like, uh, I'm never going on another date ever again. <laughs> I still need to see it. Like, I, it's on my Netflix queue. It's the next, it, I have one movie between, or, or one movie before I see that on my DVD queue on Netflix. Uh, I haven't seen any of these movies. Oh, wow. I'm, uh, I'm, so I'm not even going to say a favorite because that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to predict Julianne Moore and still Alice because I've heard a lot of what you have, mm-hmm. that she's kind of the front runner. So best actress, uh, it was Julianne Moore for Still Alice. Haven't seen it, but everybody says she's yeah. great in it. There was like no surprise there whatsoever. Yeah, she was r- running away with it, and once again, I think just body of work really uh, plays into it. Yeah, because she's been nominated, I think, like four or five times. Yeah. So like, it was just they were just like, yeah, Matter we, of time. we need to give her one, you know. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I'm not saying I'm not trying to take away anything from the film, but. Uh, it's just like because Al Pacino it's the Al Pacino uh, 
Again, I don't know if rule or right because uh, like he was nominated seven times before he won. Yeah, you just have to give him. Yeah, they were just eventually. like fucking like, holy crap. <laughs> you know, yeah, they, they don't want to Peter O'Toole anybody. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, if you really want to go into the Oscar cliches, that's also some a movie about somebody struggling with a disability. Oh, really? Yeah, it's about dementia ah. or kind of losing your mind. So, both major acting categories were that this year. Yeah. It's, it's not di- dementia, but <laughs> it's dementia or, or or drug any problems. sort of yeah yeah <laughs> any sort of drug problem or disability or major obstacle the character has to overcome sure. they tend to go for. So all right, best supporting actor we got Robert Duvall for The Judge, Ethan Hawke for Boyhood, Edward Norton for Birdman, Mark Ruffalo for Foxcatcher, and J.K. Simmons for Whiplash. Um, alright, so of these, I've seen Whiplash, Birdman, and Boyhood, so it's better record than a lot. Sure. Uh, I, I'm predicting J.K. Simmons is going to win, and he's definitely my pick. Okay. I, I agree with you on, uh, on, uh, who I think is going to win. Uh, who I want to win is, uh, Eddie Norton. Ah. Um, I just, yeah. He uh, was, I, I loved him in Birdman. Yeah. But, uh, J.K. Simmons was awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, I wish I could give a tie. I really do. I mean, J.K. Simmons was great in it, too. I think Um, that's a fair thing, though. Edward Norton had a difficult role to play, too. Yeah. And for sure. Pulled it off really well. And, uh, the Robert Duvall one's just kind of like the Meryl Streep one. Like, The Judge is just like, it's like one of those popcorn drama films, you (laughs) know? Yeah. And it's just like it's a good way to put it. One of those that like it kind of aspires to the Oscar drama stuff, but also is trying to be a little bit more accessible to anybody. Yeah, and and it was like yeah, I don't know. It was I didn't see it. Whatever, (laughs) but so so best supporting actor. Uh, J.K. Simmons, again, no surprise, really. Yeah. I thought he was awesome in that movie and totally deserved it. Sure. Um, anything else to add to that? No. Not... I mean, I would. I think I, I still wanted Edward Norton to win. Mm-hmm. And that and that's actually me just going off body of work, I think. I mean, I think... Yeah. Either... Yeah, he's never won before, has he? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, American History X is one of my favorite performances yeah. ever. I mean... Edward Norton could do no wrong when I was a kid until he, <laughs> until he did, like, the Italian job. Well, he did not want to be a part of that movie. Right? Like, you could tell. Well, he was really open about not wanting to be a part of that movie, but he was on contract with the studio, and they mm. put him in it, so he purposely sleepwalked through all his scenes mm-hmm. because he didn't care. Yeah, but, like, even after that, though, like, everything he did was just, like, it just felt like, like, yeah. he made a movie called Down in the Valley where he's, like, a cowboy, and he's yeah. sleeping with, like, a... 15 year old or something it's, weird it's a it's terrible yeah and just yeah yeah it's a good actor though yeah yeah edward norton came back with like this movie I think, yeah so um i guess we got best supporting actress yeah. uh we got patricia arquette for boyhood laura dern for wild kira knightley for the imitation game emma stone for birdman and meryl streep for into the woods <laughs> We both got to laugh at it. Yeah. It's the I didn't the even... obligatory Meryl Streep was in a movie this year award. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know that. I didn't even read the list before I said the thing about Robert oh, Duvall. <laughs> Seriously. You can just get, well, Meryl Streep standing there for two hours. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, 
I think I think it's pretty unanimous. I mean, Patricia Arquette's going to get it, and that's who I kind of want to win it. Because, um, I, I mean, I haven't seen Wild, and I haven't seen Meryl Sh- or Into the Woods. Um, Emma Stone's character in Birdman, I just, I don't know, I didn't really yeah, I, s- I, I liked her, but I didn't think she was. She wasn't, yeah, it was just like, we didn't even really need her. I mean, yeah, kinda. I don't know. I think she's an important part of the movie in in framing his dwindling revel- relevance. And okay. like, like, I do think her insight into that is important, but I don't think that her... I don't think that her performance, like, stands out in that movie. Sure. I think she's fine. I think she's pretty good, but I don't think she's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and... Yeah, I don't know. So you don't know what your favorite is of those? I would probably have to go with Patricia Arquette in Boyhood as well. Yeah. So I'm going to have the same pick on that. Patricia Arquette is my personal favorite and the one that I'll, I'm will i expecting will win. Yeah. So Best Supporting Actress, another kind of sure thing, Patricia Arquette in Boyhood. The only award Boyhood won in the entire show, which... Weird. Yeah. Like I really, that's what disappoints me the most. Not that like Birdman won a lot of things because I liked that movie, yeah. but like Boyhood was a pretty special film that like I think is going to be remembered more than a lot of the stuff this year. And yeah, they basically just gave it gave Patricia Arquette an award, and then that's it. Huh. Um. That's interesting. That's really surprising, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, even though I, it wasn't really my thing, I don't really like those, you know... <laughs> right, you don't like the not a big slice fan of life of movies. I'm just not a big fan of them. As the work to put into it and just the the experiment uh, or the the cinematic experiment that it was, I mean, I respect. Even yeah. I, I will never watch it again. I have no, <laughs> right. I have no interest in You respect in it more than you liked it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Patricia Arquette was very good in it. Um, she used her speech to talk about wage equality for women. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, she didn't really thank anyone, made it a political thing, which, you know, was yeah. good. But if you have that kind of platform, use it. <laughs> Did she do, like, all like all jobs or just, like, in the entertainment all industry? All jobs, oh, okay. just wage equality for women. Because I was, what, I was thinking, I was like, if it was for, because I know that, like, some people got, uh, with the emails, there was, like, a... Like, Jennifer Lawrence got paid less than, like, Shannon Tatum or something. Oh, yeah. what it was. Yeah. It was, like, one one male star made... That might have set it off. Made, I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't know if it was, like, because I was, I was actually thinking about that the other day, and I was just like, the entertainment industry would probably be the hardest in, industry for it to equalize, or, like, because it's so based on, like, your box office draw. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, I mean, that's kind of fucked up, too, because it seems like... It doesn't seem to me that male stars are more in demand than women. It yeah. just seems that there are more movies that are male centric than there are movies that are female centric. Yeah. So a lot, like more, more of the time, the starring role is a man, and that's the highest paying thing, and that might offset it. But that's it's more of like a symptom of a bigger problem where like executives seem to be afraid to greenlight movies like aimed at women for some misunderstood idea that those movies don't do well when like every one that's any good makes like a ton of money <laughs> like right. uh, like looking at like bridesmaids anytime a comedy about a woman comes out everybody's talks about how like oh it's 
what a fluke. A movie about women was successful. It's right. like, no. Like, The Heat, too. You know, also, Paul Feig, same guy directed both of them, but, like, made tons of money mm-hmm. because they were funny and people liked them. And <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, who knew? You make quality and people will see it. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think it's an important issue in general, or wage well, equality. It doesn't make sense. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it shouldn't be that way. I'm yeah. just saying it's... It'd be the easiest way for corporate America to, you know, to come up with some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because, like, that's... And, like, especially with, like, acting, like, it's hard to gauge how... It's hard to gauge what roles are worth, too. Right. You know, it, like, it is. I mean, you can... They always do those lists. I don't, is it Forbes or someone... Some publication puts out a list of the, like, buy movie uh, paycheck versus profit for the film to see, like... Who's the most? Who's the best value as an yeah. actor and stuff? It's always like such a shitty, reductive way to do it. But I, I get where you're an exec. You're like, hmm, I could pay less for this actor right. and get more of a yeah, return. Yeah, because like, I mean, you think of a movie like Seven. Like, yeah, that movie is stolen by a ten minute role <laughs> by Kevin Spacey. Yeah, you know what I mean. And they probably paid him next to nothing. Yeah, well, he, and, he was basically a cameo in the film. Like, yeah. it's a really important film yeah. scene, but, uh, yeah, and, you know. <laughs> and, like, so you know he didn't make nearly as much as Brad Pitt. Yeah. and But he totally makes the film. Yeah. And also, yeah, it, like, that's all I'm saying is that like, I could just see that would be, in the entertainment industry, even more of a struggle. Right. Than, as opposed to, like, I guess, a normal everyday job. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I could I could see that. You always see numbers though, where like men and women in the exact same position at companies, like there's a significant difference in hourly wage. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying yeah, that yeah. it's not. It, but, but I'm just that's saying just one it's going to be harder. I think in the entertainment harder industry, to normalize probably. Yeah, yeah. To, to equalize it just because there's there's so many loopholes that studios and execs can be like, well, you know. This movie only made eighty million, whatever some horseshit. Yeah, like studio counting where they yeah. they purposely like like things where they and de- she's only in fifty five minutes of the movie, right? You know, like some nonsense, just some bullshit. Yep, you know, agreed. Um, but yeah, I thought it was you know cool to that you know she pretty much took her moment, and did a selfless deed. Yeah, I, now there's been, like, backlash, because uh, backstage, well, like, in backstage, she talked about more, and she said something along the lines of, like, you know, we've been through movements for, uh, you know, like, the civil rights movement, and we've we've been there for, like, the gay movement, and, and they're like, now, you know, it's time for you guys to support us, oh, or women, man. so yeah, it turned into where, like, minority groups are like, you're just, equi- you know, you're making this an equivalent thing and you're claiming we owe you and that's kind of shitty. <laughs> like, I know what she was probably trying to say, but everybody takes everything and right. makes it offensive. Oh, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't really buy any quotes anymore because unless I'm in the room. Cause... Yeah. It, people always remove context yeah, and shit. Because, I mean, what, what will sell the papers? Oh, she said black people aren't with us. You right. Know, gay people aren't with us. Right. Sell papers, sell papers. Or, or the whole Sean Penn joke when uh, Inarito won Best Director, where he just said, who gave this son of a bitch his green card? It's like, But they're like old buddies, so yeah. he's just joking around right. with him. Inarito is totally cool with it, but then you know people have to be online and get offended for him. Like, how dare he say something like that at the Academy Awards? 
like, like it was pretty clearly in jest, dude. <laughs> but, it's like, dude, you don't rip on your friends, like yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, best part I think of my ma- oh. that might have been just because remember, like, I think a lot of that too, because no, I don't think most people remember this, but when Sean Penn got all like up in arms about Chris Rock making a joke about Jude Law. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was just like, you know, I just want to say that Jude Law is one of the greatest actors <laughs> yeah. in the history of the world, and Chris Rock, you know, blah, 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 blah. it's like chill out, like, calm down, dude. <laughs> Nobody cares. So, I'm not too, I'm not too upset that he got like kind of crapped on for making a joke. And that kind of shit why. is why the Oscars are always so like dull, right? Because like, even if you get a really good host, they're afraid to do anything like that might even mildly offend anybody, right. like. This year, Neil Patrick Harris made a brief, like, m- the most minor joke you could about Oprah just being rich. Because Oprah is really rich. Right. And, like, Oprah, you could tell, was, like, offended and confused. And everybody got all quiet. It's like, oh, we can't can't say anything about Oprah. <laughs> Oprah's in the room. God. Yeah, don't uh, want to piss off God. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I can understand. Cause Blasphemy I... in the entertainment industry. <laughs> My friends that do Blackie Sack, yeah, they they do it for All Dev Digital, who's ran by Russell Simmons, right? And he's like big friends with Oprah Winfrey, and they uh-huh. made, they made a music video called Miley Cyrus like likes black dick or something. I forget what the song's called, uh-huh. but one of the lines in it is Oprah Winfrey suck my dick in a Wendy's bathroom. <laughs> she got all pissed. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> He's like, she got, you gotta cut that. <laughs> That's hilarious. You'd think that once you're like a billionaire with this crazy media empire, you could kind of chill out about stuff at that right. point. You're fine. It's like, oh no, somebody made an internet video that'll get a few thousand hits. Like, it was either that or I think it might have been. I don't even know if they released it by the time. But he, he, they definitely told him to censor it. Really, yeah. yeah like, so, because, uh, just so, you know, it was just like, good God, like, really, really? When have you ever stepped in a Wendy's? Does anybody <laughs> even buy that? Like, yeah, it's just a ridiculous. Seriously. Thing. Nobody would believe you, the song if it was, when I saw Oprah Winfrey at a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, she has... She has fucking that... crab cakes flowing to her. <laughs> yeah. She spends like $1,200 like a month to have like crab cakes specially flown in. I don't doubt it. <laughs> I don't think she's going to fucking Wendy. Probably not. <laughs> like... uh, so best foreign language film. Ida, uh, Leviathan, uh, Tangerines, Timbuktu, and Wild Tales. I don't know much about these. <laughs> I think Ida is kind of the front runner, so I'm gonna go with that. But I act, I didn't. I unfortunately didn't see any of the best foreign fil- language film nominees this year. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't really watch too many foreign films. So, um, but uh, so I'm gonna go with Tangerines. <laughs> All right, because going out on a limb. Yeah, it just reminds me of uh, a Flaming Lips song. <laughs> and it's from Estonia, which reminds me of weed. So I'm gonna go with that. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Best foreign language film was Ida. 
uh, which everybody predicted. I haven't seen. Uh, there's an advertisement that said it's available on Amazon Prime, oh, so sweet. I could watch it for free, but uh, I haven't done that yet. <laughs> oh, I it's actually, supposed to be really good. I actually lose my Amazon Prime membership today. So oh, really? Damn, man. It. I know, it's a bummer. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'll probably check it out. Wild Tales is supposed to be fun, too, but yeah, mm-hmm. I had a one. We got Best Adapted Screenplay, uh, American Sniper, Jason Hall, The Imitation Game, Graham Moore, Inherent Vice, Paul Thomas Anderson, The Theory of Everything, and Anthony McCartan, and uh, Whiplash by Damien Chazelle. Hmm. Uh, I've seen 60% of these ones, so I want to see Inherent Vice a lot. I've heard it's really good. It's yeah. Just, it's pushing three hours, so I just haven't <laughs> found the time. Um, but if I had to choose, I'd probably go, I, I would assume, I don't even know really who's the front runner to tell you the truth. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's a tough category. Um, I mean, I would have to, of those movies, the story, it would be, I either like the imitation game or whiplash. Yeah, I kind of like the you know the thing about Whiplash is when is too much too much, but you want to push the artist as well to right. reach, reach his full potential. I really enjoyed that, and the Imitation Game is just a cool like you know real story. So yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go with like my favorite was Whiplash. Okay, but I think it's the theory of everything or the Imitation Game is probably the one that it just seems more Oscar baity. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go theory of everything. Okay, that's not a bad call. I don't think. Um, so did you hear some of the controversy around Whiplash being in this category? No, I did not. So it's adapted screenplay, which means it has to be based on something, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what Whiplash is based on? No idea. It's based on the short film Whiplash, which they made so <laughs> that they could get funding to make the film Whiplash. So why is it not just in the original? It should be, but yeah. it it got categories categorized that way and even the writers like what the hell is this right. it's adapted off of a work that i wrote to as money. an idea to get this movie made so it, there are, some people have theorized that they're like oh well whiplash is in that category so it can get out of the way of some of the bigger films and clean up mm. i don't think it's that simple at all i think there are i, I think uh theory of everything has a very good shot and uh, and imitation game, uh, inherent vice. It sounds like a lot of the academy was confused about, mm. uh, so that might not. I'm still gonna go with Whiplash as my prediction, probably well, against my best, and it's my personal favorite too. Yeah, I, I thought that was an awesome screenplay. I, yeah. I really, it's it's theme and message resonated with me. Sure, and yeah, I'm going with that. Yeah, I totally. Yeah, that's definitely another reason. You the second you said that just resonated with me yeah. as well because like I mean I kind I mean even though it's I mean drums comedy acting directing edit whatever right you kind of you can at least feel well it's all that. about like knowing that you really really have to put in so much work and like really like care about it mm-hmm. in a way that like like it's, sometimes you have to break away from that to have a normal life right <laughs> but like a lot of the greats are the people who can't do that yeah and don't just, do that yeah and, 
it, the movie's honest about it and non-judgmental. Like, the movie itself being non-judgmental mm-hmm. about it. Like, most people who look at it just go, well, J.K. Simmons is the bad guy. He's this terrible guy. And he, in a lot of ways, he is. Oh, yeah, he's a douchebag. But... Yeah, he's a total douchebag to those people, but he's doing but it with the purpose of trying to find a great artist. He has a point. Through. Yeah, he at least has a point. Yeah. Like, I mean, right. it's not totally just, I'm just an asshole to yeah. be an asshole. Like, you yeah. want to be Charles, Charlie Mingus, you want to be Miles Davis, mm-hmm. you know, and my thing would be you want to be Louis C.K., you want to be Bill Burr, right. or whatever, you know, and it's just, yeah. Yeah, so great, great story, great movie. I it, it gets overshadowed all the time because Boyhood and Birdman are the ones that everybody thinks are going to be the best picture ones, but Whiplash was, like, right up there with them this year, I thought. Best Adapted Screenplay was um, Imitation Game, which uh, on our podcast, I guess Whiplash, pre any uh, research, which, uh, but yeah, Imitation Game seemed to be the what people expected, mm-hmm. and from what I understand, it's a pretty good script. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's good. Did you hear anything about the, uh, the acceptance speech on that? Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, the guy went up and talked about it and talked about uh, how... He had tried to kill himself when he was younger because he he felt weird and different, and he was gay, mm-hmm. and it just felt ostracized and like he was never going to fit into society. And how he's glad that that you know he survived and you know be weird, be different. And it was like oh, kind of this cool. moving nice thing, which you know might might explain why like Imitation Game. You said you had nothing really in common with Turing, yeah. but. It, it, there's an emotional element to it, to it, like having someone who is so, so special and so talented, like be kind of denied. Yeah, not not even really denied, just like treated like crap. Yeah, and yeah. Just, he deserved way better. Yeah, he deserved way better. And um, I don't know. I mean, I guess you kind of understand what's going on. A little bit. Okay. I know. I know just enough about okay. Turing. Well, like you know, well. I don't want to say too much. Yeah, just in case. Okay. But uh, he got, like, a pardon for his crimes. Right. In, like, 2014. It's like... <laughs> Ridiculous. Like, why... Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, with your goddamn... Your majesty. You don't do anything. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, oh, God. <laughs> It just made you upset. It just pisses me off. Yeah. Because, like... Well, that did its job, and it sounds like yeah. it, that screenplay came from a really emo- or like personal uh, place yeah. where he kind of related to that. Yeah. So, best original screenplay. Uh, Birdman uh, by Alejandro Inarito, uh, Nicholas Giaboni, uh, Alexander Dinalaris Jr., and Armando Bo. I probably screwed up at least one name least. in that. <laughs> uh, Boyhood by Richard Linklater, uh, Foxcatcher by E. Max Fry and Dan Futterman, The Grand Budapest Hotel by Wes Anderson and Hugo Gannis, and Nightcrawler by Dan Gilroy. I, I, I'm glad Nightcrawler got some notice because that, that was a pretty cool movie. Uh, I am... That's, that's a tough one. I'm... I think I'm gonna go Boyhood. I don't, or as my personal favorite. I don't know if Boyhood would win. I don't know. I don't know what will. Birdman might have a better shot as as a screenplay. 
just yeah. because I feel like the themes of that movie resonate with people in the Academy. Yeah. There are, so much of the Academy is made up of actors, and actors really want to right. feel like they, you know, or they, they really... That speaks to them. In yeah. the same way that Whiplash like spoke to me, there are a lot of actors, I think, that feel, yeah. feel like want to be respected as true artistic talents uh, in the face of all this commercial bullshit. All right. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and put my prediction for Birdman. Okay. And what, what was your favorite? And my favorite, I, I went with Boyhood. Because yeah. I, I think it's in real minor ways, but that, like, it's a brilliant screenplay in that it's all about, like, not not necessarily all the biggest beats of life, but like the things around that, and like storytelling in the margins. And I, I think it's a really impressive work for that reason. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Birdman for both. What mm-hmm. I think is gonna win, and what, uh, yeah, because I also it was interesting to see, you know, because like and especially considering Michael Keaton and Edward Norton, it was almost like these roles were almost mm-hmm. tailor made. Oh for yeah. Them. Because, yeah. like, Michael Keaton had that struggle. I know, I mean, because he walked away from Absolutely. Batman. Absolutely. He's he wa- playing himself in the movie. He walked away from Batman. Yeah, he walked away from Batman in 1995. And, like, after that and before this, I mean, he was working, but, like, nothing on that no. level. Not even close. That's why I think he's got a chance as best actor. Yeah. Uh, even though I didn't pick him, just because mm. that story of this guy who hasn't yeah. done this in a long time. And, and Edward back. Norton, you going back to when you were yeah. on, is that he's very difficult and like I mean, it's it's He's actually well famous known as now. being yeah a pain in the ass to work with. Yeah, so that was interesting, and just you know, and you know, it had very good you know, what is art? What is entertainment? Can you do both? Mm-hmm. Like is is you know, and I I have that debate all the time because it's one that fascinates me. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, I think there are movies that you know have done both. Um, yeah, I, I think there's some really movie movies that you know blew my mind like stylistically or there's some performances in there that are insane like most Christopher Nolan movies I think mm-hmm. kind of blend both yeah you know um, they're like popcorn flicks that are really good right and like, there's there's actual like in The Dark Knight there's there's actual care given to the thematic yeah elements of that movie and like Inception it, was a good story right an interesting it, story right and it had it had a lot of themes about creativity too like in kind of weird ways where every role in the th- in, in their team was like someone could be thought of someone who works on like a film too mm. or like your architect and your actor basically the guy who imitates everyone and you've got your uh yeah your director the guy who's like working through all the different pieces and it's mm-hmm. there's all sorts of clever stuff going on in that and like interstellar there's actual science that he's working around and all sorts of ideas mm-hmm. yeah so best original screenplay? Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, Birdman won it. Uh, I think a lot of people were expecting Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, for our podcast, I did guess Birdman, so I got that one right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I think it's a really good screenplay. Yeah. I think it's very creative, uh, the way it like works in the more fantasy elements and doesn't like clearly delineate what's fantasy and what's real, but you know, gives you just enough to kind of figure it out most of the way through. Yeah, I know yeah. a lot of people don't like the ending very much because of the way that it it does feel like they kind of left it open ended just because they thought that w- that would register as like deeper without really knowing what that meant. Right. But oh yeah, and it was weird because like one's 
because one ending would be in reality and one would be in total fantasy land. Like, yeah, yeah. Is he dead or? Is and he if he if he really like, died and she's like like her looking up is his imagination, then how's he imagining if he's dead and all that? But right. it, I, I don't know. I'm okay with it. Yeah, <laughs> I went with it. <laughs> I, yeah, I I kind of agree with the ending was definitely the weakest part of the thing. Mm-hmm. So, but whatever. Yeah. Well, going on to... I got one right, too. Yay, that was the first one I got right. <laughs> nice job. I'm on... I'm well, you on, got a few right, Oh, no, no, you? I got a J.K. Simmons, too. Okay. Are you counting up and, how many you've gotten? Yeah, and Patricia Arquette. Okay. So I've got three so far. Cool. Uh, I know how many I got total, so I'll just say that at the end. <laughs> Best animated feature film, we got Big Hero 6, The Box Trolls, How to Train Your Dragon 2... Song of the Sea and the Tale of Princess Kagaya. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go with uh, what I want to win. The box trolls is because out of all those, I've only seen trailers for How to Train Your Dragon two, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen any of them. So unfortunately, but I actually kind of want to see the box trolls. So I'm yeah. just gonna, I'm gonna give it some love. I I've only seen How to Train Your Dragon two. I want to see Box Trolls. Reba and I are actually seeing Big Hero 6 probably later tonight. Oh, nice. Because it's playing at that cheap theater. Oh, cool, cool. Uh, I haven't seen Song of the Sea or Tale of Princess Kaguya, and I don't really know enough about either of those. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I'll put down How Train Your Dragon 2 as my favorite because I saw it. Um, I I feel like to Academy of Voters, the Box Trolls is going to be a little too out there off-putting for them Mm. or they like something a little simpler but like i'm shocked still that lego movie is not up there like that's the obvious best animated film of the year but um i guess i'm gonna throw a prediction at big hero six okay but i don't know uh best animated feature film uh went to big hero six which is what i predicted here uh uh, let's see. Did you go Big Hero Six or no, you... Box Trolls? Oh, okay, Box Trolls. That's right. Yeah, I especially after having now seen that movie, like oh, that's disappointing to me. Like not that it's a terrible movie. Like it's really well animated. There's a lot of clever like visual gags, but the story is not that strong. Right. Especially compared to like Lego Movie, where there's like a lot going on there, and they didn't even nominate it. And Big Hero Six, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, How Train Your Dragon 2 was a little overstuffed, too, but I, I thought that worked better and was a little less cliche. Mm-hmm. Big Hero 6, uh, that just that winning this year is really disappointing to me. So we got Best Makeup and Hairstyling, Foxcatcher, Grand Budapest Hotel, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I'm get, My personal preference on this is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. I am going to get it uh, i'll guess grand budapest hotel as my prediction yeah i'm gonna go with that i need to watch the rest of i just think i wasn't in the mood to watch guardians of the galaxy yeah because i watched like the first 20 minutes of it and i kind of shut it off yeah but i'm gonna i liked it i mean i don't don't think of it as a superhero movie a lot of people did and Mm -hmm. uh, i i mean I, and I still want to see it. I just haven't got around to it. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm kind of hoping Guardians wins because there's so much makeup and hair work in that yeah. movie. Like it, it's a much bigger accomplishment than the other ones in the category. But I know the Academy a lot of time is like, oh well, 
it's, it's a, a fantasy movie. superhero yeah. movie and that doesn't that's not serious right. which is why I hope they don't give it to Foxcatcher because they do that sometimes where there's like one prosthetic so they're like oh but it's in a serious movie so right. it's the best work of the year Grand Budapest Hotel though like I, I feel like that's kind of the middle ground where it's it's well done. Yeah. There's uh, a lot there, of good work. And there's some makeup and hairstyling in it. I mean, probably not no. as much as Guardians of the Galaxy. But... Right. But there is a lot. And there's a lot of people who play characters of different ages and mm-hmm. stuff. And, like, I really, I enjoyed that movie. But So, best makeup and hairstyling uh, went to Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, again, what I, what I guessed there, uh, sounds like Guardians of the Galaxy was completely locked out. Like... James Gunn didn't even go to the ceremony. He talked to him about on Facebook how there's just no shot he was going to win, so he yeah. decided fuck it and stayed home. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> I've read a couple articles about that. He was pretty much just like, uh, it was pretty much kind of kind of what we were talking about, you know, with the Dark Knight and how yeah. superhero movies, even when they're good or when they yeah, you know, they just looked down upon. Yeah, by a lot of the there's just the like league. no chance. Yeah, like, for him. Yeah, just you know, like. It's it's hard to feel bad for a movie that made as much money as that did. Right. But it's like when you're really looking at hairstyling and makeup and like the amount of work that went into that movie like eclipses everything else right. that's there. And yeah. Grand Budapest Hotel had very good work. Uh, like it, uh, that's why. But I like even going through this, I was just like, Guardians of the Galaxy won't win. So between well, yeah, that Foxcatcher, it better be Bud- Grand Budapest Fox Hotel. Catcher, like yeah, I mean what I mean, I guess prosthetics for Steve Carell and Mark Ruffalo. That's it. Just yeah. Steve Carell's nose is basically all that was. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I having now seen Theory of Everything, I actually think that had pretty good makeup and hairs. Like they did a good job of aging Eddie Redmayne without like making it just look stupid. Yeah. Like a lot of the time when they have all the aging makeup, it's so obviously a young person just made up to look old. But I thought they did. They made him really look the part. Hmm. Uh, Less so with Jane, I think, who looked pretty much the same the yeah. whole way through. But with Eddie Redmayne in particular, I thought they did a really good job. Yeah, because he's, he's a young guy. I think he's, yeah. he's younger than us, I think. Yeah, yeah, and they made him look like right. Stephen Hawking today. <laughs> uh, next, we have Best Cinematography. We got Birdman, The Grand Budapest Hotel, Ida, Mr. Turner, and Unbroken. Um, really, all I've seen, I've seen Birdman and Grand Budapest Hotel... So I'm gonna go with Grand Budapest Hotel across the board with cinematography, just how it looks. I just love how Wes Anderson films look. For a personal preference or and personal and preference both. and both. Okay. Um, and uh, and I'm pretty. I don't. I can't remember if Wes Anderson has really gotten the love yet. So maybe this is his year, mm-hmm. just on body of work to get a lot of love. Yeah. From it, I don't. I mean, I I could be wrong about that. But I don't really think. I mean, maybe the Royal Tenenbaums gave him some love. I don't know. He might have been nominated for it. Something. Uh, he's probably been nominated for cinematography a number of times. Did, but I don't know if he's ever won. Then he's probably got nominated for like uh, screenplays or. I mean. I, oh yeah, but I, I think the look of his movies, like that's the most important part or the mm-hmm. most obvious part. Uh, uh, so I, I'm also, as my personal preference, definitely picking Grand Budapest Hotel. Like, Birdman looks great, too, and there's a lot of care taken into where the camera is going to be at certain takes. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go ahead and throw that my prediction, too, for Grand Budapest Hotel. Just yeah. If there's one strength on that movie, it's the way it's shot and the amount of thought that went into different compositions, the different aspect ratios, the way that... like it, 
Uh, I don't know. It just looks great. Yeah. Uh, that's my pick there. Uh, so best cinematography went to Birdman. Uh, I I guessed Grand Budapest Hotel here. Uh, I I still personally have a lot of respect for the way that movie was shot mm-hmm. and just the I don't know every there was so much purpose behind each shot and every frame. Uh, yeah. Birdman though I I totally understand on a technical level it's quite a feat to pre-plan every every way the camera is going to go where exactly you're going to cut where you can do new shots it's it's a lot of previs work and sure i i, I can't complain with it about yeah, that no, no no i can't either i was just i was just hoping to you know get some love from for wes anderson yeah i love how his films look i really do yep agreed uh, best co- costume design, we've got Grand Budapest Hotel, I- Inherent Vice, Into the Woods, Maleficent, and Mr. Turner. What's um, Maleficent? Maleficent was the uh, Sleeping Beauty be- uh, live-action one with Angelina Jolie as the villain. It was more about her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I knew, I, I knew it. It had good costume out. design, but I'm going with... Uh, I'm going with Grand Budapest Hotel on that too because they created a fictional place and created mm-hmm. wardrobes around that. There's yeah. just a lot of lot of thought that went into it. Sure. I mean, Into the Woods has has a chance too, just because of all the fairy tale stuff. But yeah. it just looked so cheesy to me. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, f- oh, musicals. Yeah. Grand Grand Budapest Hotel. I'm good. That's my <laughs> prediction and my favorite on that. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So best costume design. Uh, also, this actually did go to Grand Budapest Hotel, mm-hmm. and to me, it, like I, I know there's there's probably a lot of work that went into like Into the Woods and sure. Maleficent, and sure there's some period work with Mr. Turner and Inherent Vice, but Grand Budapest Hotel was just incredibly inventive, yeah. and very stylized. Like so much thought goes into how those costume, not just like you know authenticity of this fake country and like making it feel like right. a part of everything, but also, just how those costumes are going to look with the production design. Like, it's a really coordinated effort to make it look the way it does. And, yeah. 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 Great I job. Mean, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, best film editing, we have American Sniper, Boyhood, Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, and Whiplash. Um, uh, like, I think I'm going to have to go with my personal favorite was Whiplash, because with, like, with the editing, it... it it really there's it just brought a lot of drama into playing drums totally <laughs> you know which that, was cool mm-hmm. um it was almost telling a story while playing drums mm-hmm. and like no dialogue or anything that last sequence in particular i'm yeah. sure is what like, yeah. really wait or or where his you know his hands end up bleeding yeah, yeah. and they're playing for like 16 hours or mm-hmm. something stupid um and for i guess i guess i'm just going to go with boyhood cuz I mean, for prediction, yeah, because I mean, Boyhood's obviously probably the favorite for to clean up, in my opinion. I think if you know, there's always that one movie that always wins like six to ten, mm-hmm. and I think Boyhood's that one yeah. this year. So I'm I'm gonna be the exact same way because Whiplash is hands down my favorite in terms of editing. Mm-hmm. Like that final sequence, almost all of its energy is from the editing. And just the way that it's cut, and yeah. it, it just looks—it's—it's it's so thrilling. And it, yeah, it's—it's it's the music, but it's also the way that they have the close-ups in with, it, it, like him drumming versus his face and the reaction shots, and like 
everything plays like it. It, yeah. it plays like a symphony where you've it, got like the perfect shots at the perfect moments to really drive it home. And like the occasional shots that are further out of like just to take you out for just a second to see what it's like to everyone else looking in and then just back into the moment. And, and there's so many, there's just, it's a scene with no dialogue. Yeah. It's a, it's a climactic scene with no dialogue, which yeah. is, I mean, you have to have good editing. It's so good. To, to, for that to work. And it, like, that's absolutely my favorite, but I'm, I am going to guess that A, fewer people saw Whiplash than Boyhood mm. who voted in this category. And that boyhood is going to impress a lot of people who just think, well, you have all this footage from over the ages or mm-hmm. all these different years, and it's difficult to stitch that together in a way that makes a film. Which sure. I do think is less of an accomplishment than what Whiplash did, but has a good shot. Mm-hmm. So best film editing, uh, this went to Whiplash, which, like, this was this was one that I guess wrong on, but I'm so happy it went that way. Yeah. Like, Whiplash... So much of that movie's power is from the editing. Yeah. And, yeah, really glad that people actually watched that movie, apparently. Right. <laughs> and knew enough to vote for it. Oh, yeah, and I mean, just, because, uh, like, what was so cool about that movie is, like, you, they were having scenes with no no words, you know, yeah. no lines, which was so cool. And, like, there were intense scenes that have no lines, but mm-hmm. it wasn't a silent film. <laughs> Either. No, no, it's and so it was like that. That's interesting. I was yeah. like, that's uh, something I haven't really seen in a while. If not, I mean, I can't remember the last time I saw something like that. It yeah, really it's cool. it's sort of music video esque in the way it's like trying to tell stories and just you know cutting to music, but making the music the driving force yeah. of the edits and and just the editing just for that would just have to be so precise. Yeah, it's not even funny. Yeah, yeah, that that final scene is like a marvel of yeah. editing. That's so well done. Moving on to Best Original Score, we've got uh, The Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, Interstellar, Mr. Turner, and The Theory of Everything. I honestly don't know on this one, but uh, I'm going to guess Theory of Everything prediction. Um, I've only seen Grand Budapest Hotel and Interstellar. Uh, I guess my personal fave will go to Grand Budapest Hotel of those. Yeah, um... I mean, tell you the truth, I mean, out of all these, I really don't remember the score all that much of any of them. Yeah. Um, there really wasn't any score that really, which I don't get why, you know, Whiplash wouldn't be in this or anything. I don't cause... think there's an original score for Whiplash. Oh, really? Yeah, I think there are fam- actual compositions. Well, that, well, that, maybe not. Well, that, but that's what kind of makes it interesting is that, like what the, the characters are doing is almost, almost was the score. You yeah. Know, like the crazy drum, like all that and like. You know, right. I mean? especially in that last scene. Yeah, where there's the big soul. So I mean, I guess it's kind of yeah, it's the, tricky. Yeah, the debate of you know the best adapted screenplay sure. with uh, with Whiplash. Sure, <laughs> but uh, um, I guess I'm gonna go with the theory of, or I'm gonna go imitation game for prediction. Just I'm just gonna take a wild okay. guess. That's entirely possible. <laughs> and um, I'm gonna go with Interstellar with what I want to win. All right. Get some love for cool. my boy Christopher for Hans, Nolan. Yeah, Hans Zimmer. Yeah, Hans Zimmer. I was like, I don't think he needs any. But... No, I think he's doing all right. Oh, my 55th Oscar. That's like, <laughs> fantastic. This is thrilling, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got more than Randy Newman now. <laughs> so best original score? Uh, that went to uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. 
which uh, a lot of people are guessing theory of everything. Again, I was I was happy that Grand Budapest Hotel won over that. I think it was a more inventive score. Like theory mm-hmm. of everything was a good score, but yeah, I don't I don't really remember the scores of of a uh, yeah, imitation most... game or theory of everything. Right, not a lot of real memorable scores this year. Yeah. I mean, I kind of remember the Grand Budapest, and I really liked the Interstellar score. I thought that... Yeah, that was good. So, but, yeah. Okay, so we got Best Original Song, Lost Stars from Begin Again, I'm Not Gonna Miss You from Glenn Campbell, I'll Be Me, Everything is Awesome from the Lego Movie, Glory from Selma, and Grateful from Behind the Lights. I'm gonna go with I Want Everything is Awesome to Win, (laughs) because that was just a rad song. Uh (laughs) Um, <laughs> and I get I, I think I think Glory's gonna win it. I can just see the Oscars, you know, just picking that one. Mm-hmm. That just seems like a very. It's probably I would assume a very ballady song, which yeah, Oscars love. Yeah, I mean it's it's got you know rap verses in it and stuff too. But oh, really? it, it's it's very. I I, I agree a hundred percent that Glory is the front runner in terms of the the academy and that's mm-hmm. that's what i'm voting for for my prediction i i don't really know what my favorite was like everything is awesome it's funny but mm-hmm. it's not like i don't know i don't know i guess guess i'll go everything is awesome <laughs> for my favorite best original song uh went to glory as expected there's like right. a really there was a really good performance of Glory there. Yeah, that was like, right. yeah, uh, David Oyelowo, which is how you say his name. I know it now. <laughs> um, he uh, he like was moved to tears by it and stuff. Yeah, so and was Chris was, Pine. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a really really impressive performance. Yeah, everything is awesome. Was really fun at the show too. They had Will Arnett in the bat suit from <laughs> the bat suit from Batman Forever, like the actual one they got. And yeah, it's just goofy. But, but Glory, <laughs> I, I, you know, can't complain there. Glory probably deserved it. There was a guy at my show on Sunday that, uh, I mean, he, he had some good jokes, but there was one joke that got me laugh, but not because of him. Uh-huh. He said the words, fuck city, which is like one of my favorite scenes in all of Arrested Development. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Just like, fuck town. <laughs> yeah. <we're>... Fuck city. <laughs> Fuck land. <laughs> like each time he says idea. it, right? Like at first it's like swing city or something, or it's like yeah, yeah couples. Yeah. It, it, like it just escalates each time. <laughs> uh, best production design: we got Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, Interstellar, Into the Woods, and Mr. Turner. I feel like like I'm predicting a Grand Budapest Hotel and saying that's my favorite. I think it's it would be sort of ridiculous if something else won like maybe into the woods because that also has like a really has to have an inventive production design but grand Buffett's hotel had that was so unique versus a lot of them for sure what do you think i i would have to do the same i mean the thing about wes anderson that i love is that he has such a distinctive style that like even the person that knows nothing about film can be like that's a wes anderson film yeah. Don't need any dialogue, don't need anything. You mm-hmm. can just roll credits and somebody in five minutes could be like, Oh, this Definitely. is this is the guy who did Royal Tenenbaums, you know, or whatever. He's an auteur in that way and that yeah, all his stuff 
is very much his own. He has yeah. his own signature to it. Best production design, uh, we've got... It was uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, which, again, like, clear winner. Yeah. Totally deserved it. I mean, I I mean, I mean, don't know if best production would be part of this, but the, 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 the thing he builds, which is pretty much... It's really, like, the first hard drive. It's like, that's what it... And they even say at the end it's like that's pretty much what it is an imitation game mm -hmm, that like they they do all the statistics Mm -hmm. on a to crack the code so they don't have to keep doing it every day because like they literally have like 24 hours to crack the code Uh and then the code changes again right every day so he builds this giant machine and like i don't know if that would be really production design but it's like really fucking cool yeah good work or like really authentic yeah yeah, I don't know, because it's props, so I, I would assume yeah. that works as production design. So, because it's, it's gigantic. It's like what, yeah. like what you have like under your desk now, but like at the time, it's as big as this room, if not bigger. <laughs> right, yeah. And, Back when computers were whole rooms, and, or right. before even that, really. Yeah. Like it's a hard drive. Yeah, because uh, my, my uncle Larry worked uh, for NASA in the 50s, and he would tell me, uh, he showed me like some like, like the were like the pretty much what, what were the first floppy disks and like they were like yeah. these they were like the, they looked like frisbees they were right. like steel frisbees and they had like maybe a gig on <laughs> maybe oh nowhere near that much I'm no, sure yeah it, it, it like yeah even when our parents were kids and they had like little computer rooms and stuff it would like their little cards you'd shove in to like do that <laughs> it's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. Uh, so that that was probably well done interstellar had some really cool production design in terms of the ship mm-hmm. just like the interiors and the way that was built and like uh the black hole he's in where he, he finds out that he was the guy pushing the books or the dust yeah. or whatever yeah and yeah like he's like kind of like that yeah and that that's a weird thing where it, it's like kind of straddling the line between like production design and visual effects you right. know but it, it was really well done but i don't know i i still go with grand budapest hotel that was just such an integral part of that movie that I'm glad it won. Best sound mixing. We got American Sniper, Birdman, Interstellar, Unbroken, and Whiplash. I'm going to go with Whiplash across the board just because, I mean... Because it had the best sound mixing. Yeah. I <laughs> um, mean, it's... And, I mean, it's a movie about jazz, so, I mean, mm-hmm. pretty much... I mean, there's... So it kind of ha- has to, I mean... Yeah, I would. Just, I don't see why you would. I mean, mm-hmm. that's most of like like that's a big part of the film is the sound. Yeah, and just just to clarify, because you know you've got your sound editing and sound mixing. Mm-hmm. The mixing is all about the levels, like mm-hmm. it, what is emphasized at what moments, sure. and, and like can you know how well you can hear the dialogue over what else, and if the sound is powerful enough. Like sound editing is more like the effects and the kind of the creativity behind that and mixing is like the levels mm-hmm. uh, so in in that same way i think i agree like that's i think whiplash that plays such a huge part and it was so well done that that movie deserves it uh and i want to say a win like i i think i think so i don't think there are enough like I, i'm sure that more people saw birdman and american sniper like so many people probably saw american sniper but like is such an integral part of Whiplash. I feel like most people would vote for that. Right. So best sound mixing. Uh, with, again, another one where I 
I like I guess I guess Whiplash here. I changed my mind in my other ballot just because uh, it, so many people were going for American Sniper, but I'm really glad Whiplash won. Mm-hmm. I, I think the sound mixing was really important to that movie. Yeah, and, and American Sniper had a really good sound mix too. Sure. Uh, there were a lot of like subtle things they did with bringing up background noises for like tension and stuff, and you know, or like cutting things out in a way like when he when he's about to take a shot because it's when he's breathing or like the moment between breaths and heartbeats and stuff where everything is still yeah. and it, but but still Whiplash like that was that movie. Yeah, I mean it's, I mean it's a movie about music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I don't know how you could. I mean. <laughs> Well, move and one where like the way the mix played out was so important. Too. Yeah, like sometimes with musical ones, you know, it's just kind of background noise or it's like really generic. But like, it was pretty thrilling in that movie. Like they really played it up in all the right places. Uh, so best sound editing, we have American Sniper, Birdman, uh, The Hobbit, Battle of Five Armies, Interstellar, and Unbroken. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a really tough category for me i really am not totally sure uh i'm i'm gonna predict american sniper now i'll vote for interstellar mm-hmm. like interstellar had no shot at mix because so many people thought that the mix was really poorly done and mm-hmm. that dialogue was hard to discern because ah. the score was too loud but uh as far as sound editing goes i think it did a really great job with uh or they had to come up with all sorts of unique sounds for all the spaceship stuff or, or like even things like the voice of the little robot guy is so uncharacteristic of what you expect from that like there's sure. there's a lot of creativity on display so i'll give it to that yeah uh would explosions you think would that be mixing or that would probably be mixing right yeah, well i mean so. if it's if it's the uh sound of like that sound they use for the explosion that's the editing if it's the level of the explosion versus mm-hmm. everything else on screen, then it's mixing. Okay, because uh, I'm just trying to think. Because the only thing I've seen is Birdman and Interstellar. Birdman kind of... Um, it's like, fine, I just yeah, don't really... Yeah, like, I didn't think it was like anything that would really blow you away. I'd have to ask Scott if he had... <laughs> if right? he thought that that stood out that way. So I'll just go, I'll just go Interstellar too. Because uh, yeah, I do, I do agree with you on like... For your personal favorite, or yeah. for your what's just, what's your prediction then? I, I both. Okay, you're doing both. Because uh, I mean, the only other, one, I mean, I guess I could see American Sniper getting yeah. picked. I haven't seen that movie, but I mean, it seems I, like one of those movies that, uh, like, it would punctuate certain scenes with particular sounds, especially as a yeah. sniper. It probably plays a lot with silence and like loud noises or specific things that are meant to jolt or like make you feel stuff. Yeah, that's that's actually a good point. But I haven't seen it, so I can't really say for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I get. Yeah, you know what? I'm you. You've convinced me. Like I could see. Yeah, because was. That's why I was asking about the explosions and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, I can see like that movie having a lot to do with you know sounds and not sounds and you know and like yeah. really piecing together the story by you know because like a sniper has to be deadly quiet you know, yeah and like to still make that find a way to make that dramatic with sounds and have like the bullets and because they're using a silencer so yeah which would be in, well which is interesting i don't know yeah i guess they could be but yeah like silencers in movies are never at all what silencers are like in real right. life like it's a totally invented thing mm-hmm. like even in 
even silencers aren't even called silencers they're suppressors because it can't silence a bullet it just <laughs> it, it makes it like really loud instead of like ear blisteringly loud <laughs> like, but, but yeah i don't know i i haven't seen the movie so i don't know what it sounds like so best sound editing uh went to american sniper uh i i don't have any arguments with that having now seen american sniper I wasn't a huge fan of the movie, but I thought the sound work was yeah. phenomenal. So. You think the debate's worth the debate? So, uh, I don't want to get too into it. To, I don't want to like derail all sure. this. I wrote, a, I, I actually posted a review today on my site about it, but it's uh, it's more that I just don't know what they wanted to get across with the movie because they spend quite a while like making the point that war is, you know, war is hell and like PTSD and all that's terrible. Yeah. And that, you know, maybe this guy's simple. Well, I'm going to war because I saw footage on my TV and it looks like a bad place and I want to protect America because America is the best country and blah, blah, blah. Like it, it seemed like it was kind of like, okay, here are the bad things that face these people who go off for really simple reasons. And then they like, sort of spoiler alert here like um probably the last last 10 minutes of the movie basically he goes and has like two scenes where he hangs out with some veterans and it's like oh he's better and then like he's a great husband and father and like the last scene is like oh everything is so great and then he goes outside to the guy who's gonna kill him yeah and then the movie just fades out and it just says he was killed that day for trying to help veterans and then it's over (laughs) <laughs> so it's like they undo all the negative stuff about it and then the most extreme example in his life of war affecting someone in a negative way the fact that his life ended because of the effects of war is something that they just gloss over and don't dramatize Weird. it's really it yeah it rubbed me the wrong way because it it goes through all that then turns into just like oh you should just think this guy's a hero and like it really, you know, like the end credits are totally silent because they have all this funeral footage that goes to end credits, and you're just, you know, like like people are supposed to be just sitting there, like, yeah, that was a true American hero. <laughs> more need more of that. Yeah, it's just yeah, weird. Anyway, so enough about American Sniper. Sound editing was really good in it. <laughs> so we got best visual effects. We got Captain America: Winter Soldier. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Gardens of the Galaxy, Interstellar, and uh, Days of Future Past. Yeah. I'm going to go Interstellar across the board. Okay. Uh, it's just because it's the only movie that's not really a popcorn flick, so that's why I predict it. Uh-huh. I mean, it's kind of a popcorn flick, but it's not as popcorny as the other ones. <laughs> right. Um, so that's why I think the Oscars won't be... And then, this, you know, we want it's the only one i've seen oh no i saw x-men too um mm-hmm. so but yeah i mean i just love interstellar yeah so. this is i think the only category so far where i saw all the movies <laughs> best <laughs> visual effects um i'm i'm gonna guess that the academy is gonna go for dawn of the planet of the apes just because there's so much motion capture work Okay. And a lot of it is pretty photo real. Not all of it. Like, some of it kind of stands out and feels... Like, oh, we... Reba and I just watched this movie last week or over the weekend, so it's fresh in my mind. But I, I do think that motion capture, and especially where you can advertise, like, look at Andy Serkis's work on all of these movies. Like, that that tends to register for him a lot of the time. 
Uh, I'm kind of surprised Hobbit's not on there. I wouldn't have voted for The Hobbit, but it just seems like that always is up for best mm-hmm. uh, eh, visual effects. I think my personally, I'm I'm gonna go for Interstellar, but I'll admit that part of my preference on that is colored by like I'm reading this book on like the science of all of it. Uh, and you know which talks about also kind of like the things that they just fudged and stuff but uh, just the amount of care that went into rendering like the black hole and the wormhole and making them look like those would actually look if they exist and you saw them with a camera in space like it's it's crazy like they had to work out all these really they were working with this guy kip thorne who's a like caltech astrophysicist who's uh, like this is his whole thing so he's working on all these equations for the visual effects people run through and like come up with uh, renderings and stuff that would be realistic so like the way that gargantua looks with the black hole with like kind of the sideways thing and then the jet out and it's like the way it reflects or it way it pulls in light or the way the wormhole distorts space around it is like accurate it's nice. like what it and that kind of care to detail is just really impressive to me but I don't, I don't think the academy is going to know or care about any of that sure. so best visual effects uh uh it was interstellar one which yeah. you know i i had gone with dawn of the planet of the apes prediction but i'm glad interstellar one yeah. uh, a lot a lot of thought went into those effects yeah christopher nolan i mean he's he's just the best in the game right now in yeah. my opinion I like him. I, I like everything he I mean, does. Just, like I, I, I wasn't like Interstellar is definitely not my favorite movie of his. But, sure, but it was still, it was still really unique and singular. You know, like even even when he does things that I I'm not 100 percent on board with, like I really respect him and like the fact that he is an auteur that he like really brings it to each piece and cares about the finished product so much. Yeah, no, I mean, his movies make me feel like I'm a kid again. Yeah. They really, they really do. Like, I I go to the movie theater with, like, seeing a Christopher Nolan movie and go, whoa. So, yeah, going on Best Documentary Feature, Citizen Four, Finding uh, Vivian Meyer, Last Days in Vietnam, The Salt of the Earth, and Virunga. I'm, I haven't seen any of them, but I'm predicting Citizen Four just because it's kind of a big deal. Okay. I'll go with that, too, because I have no idea. Do you know what it is? Nope. It's the documentary about Edward Snowden before, ah. like, before he even leaked everything, they shot it. Oh, nice. And, like, he he met uh, with the documentarian, I, I want to say, in, like, oh, God, was it Shanghai or Singapore or something like that? Like, yeah. they, and, and, yeah, it, a lot of it is them in a hotel room just talking about stuff. I think I've seen that on YouTube. Yeah, it's supposed to be really good, but... Huh. I, I haven't seen it myself. Well, then I'm going to say I want that to win, too, just because fucking Snowden, <laughs> Sounds Snowden is the man. <laughs> so, best documentary? Uh, Citizen 4 won, which I, you know, I haven't seen any of these. I want to see it, yeah. It's supposed to be a great documentary. I'm really interested in yeah, seeing it. Yeah, it's an interesting, because it's an interesting thing, the, Snow, oh, the Snowden thing, because, like, yeah. what he revealed is, like, we didn't already know that, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, to the degree yeah. that they were doing it, like people suspected, but a lot of time it's people are like, oh, you know, or right. people look at them as like tin hat people who just you know are paranoid about the government. But we're really like, 
or they're really documenting all that shit. Right. And it, it, like, I understand where certain people come from where they're like, oh, well, Snowden was, uh, like, you know, he was, by giving out that information, then now those programs are meaningless and they can't catch the people that they're going to and all that. But one, I don't think that's totally true. And two, right. it, like, it, the fact that they were doing what they were doing and, you know, probably to a degree still are, is it, that alone is something that we should know. Right. Like, it, that's, it's not, it is unconstitutional to just, like, keep that information without telling anybody. And the fact that there's no oversight into those decisions is just really worrisome. Right. And it was interesting uh, seeing that win, you know, best documentary and having the director uh, flat out, you know, call Edward Snowden a hero on stage at the Academy Awards and get like, you know, a huge applause and stuff. Yeah. It's crazy to me that we live in a country where somebody could be a fugitive wanted for treason, but still have that much like public support. Yeah. Like maybe there's something wrong with right. that picture. <laughs> That's yeah. the case. No, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, if you like go against the government now, you, you're considered un-American or un-patriotic. Right. It's like, no, our government does some fucked up shit. Yeah, and, and if you like, like really love the country, don't you want it to be better rather right. than just unquestionably saying, "Well, yeah. it's America. What right. are you gonna do?" Because <laughs> in all fairness, if we all had this attitude the whole time, like throughout history, we would be in England still. Yeah, you know, like I mean, so I don't know. Yeah. Best documentary short subject. I'm gonna go. Or, uh, we got Crisis Hotline, Veteran Press One, Joanna, Our Curse, The Reaper, and White Earth. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Crisis Hotline's gonna win because I have no idea. And uh, <laughs> and uh, my favorite title is The Reaper. <laughs> Your favorite title. Yeah. I'm not going to pick a favorite, but I, I have absolutely no idea what... Like, these next three categories, or guesses, mean nothing. So I'm just going to go random, basically. And, uh, yeah, yeah, let's go The Reaper. I like titles that have the original language title in parentheses <laughs> next to it. So let's let's start with that. So, Very cultured of you, Ross. <laughs> I know. Uh, best animated short film. The Bigger Picture, The Dam Keeper, Feast, Me and My uh, Mutan, and A Single Life. Um, Alright, let's go Feast. Um, I think The Bigger Picture is going to win because the Oscars would be like, we do pictures, and that's... <laughs> and, uh, we already chose the best picture. Yeah. Let's give it to the biggest Let's picture. give it to the biggest picture. And then um, I think I want the damn keeper to win just because is this a goddamn? And uh, so <laughs> you just like the this, word damn. This is for you, Beavis, wherever you are. <laughs> <laughs> and now to finish it up, we have best. moving on to last but not least <laughs> live action short film. We have Aya, uh, Boogaloo, and Graham, Butter Lamp. Parvina and the phone call. Um, um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna think the Oscars are gonna pick Butter Lamp because they're fat. I don't know why. Else. 
And I'm going to pick Boogaloo and Graham because Boogaloo is a funny fucking word. I feel I feel bad because it sounds like we're laughing at these movies. And they're probably great. Oh, yeah. Like, these are... I, I want to see these. I just have no idea what they are. We're, so, we're laughing at my ridiculous way of picking these films. I just so, want you don't sue us, whoever yeah. you are. So I'm gonna I'm gonna predict the phone call because that sounds dramatic, and I am gonna pick the, a favorite because Butterlamp is hilarious to me. <laughs> and that the the original title is La Lampe à Bure de Yac. So it, I, that was my butchering of the French language, but I know enough. Of French that butter lamp is just the lamp à beer, so I should look up what Dayak refers to. <laughs> so best documentary short subject, it went to Crisis Hotline. So you guessed it right on this, I didn't. We guessed based on nothing. Yeah. We haven't seen these. Pure luck. I'm not Pure sure luck. there's anything else to say about any of that. <laughs> I wanted the Reaper to win because that was just a, That's sick a cool job. name. That's why I went for it here. Like after doing research, I went with Crisis Hotline, but. <laughs> Funny story, I'll, I'll talk about it more at the end, but uh, my pre-research and my post-research ballots both got the exact same number right. <laughs> there were different categories on some of them, but they were both just as successful. So, so best animated short film uh, went to Feast, which, you know, I haven't seen the others. I did like Feast, though. Yeah. Uh, that was in front of Big Hero 6. And, you know, it's kind of cute, but it's a good way. Like, it's cool how it tells kind of a story about this guy and his, and him uh, kind of falling into a funk after leaving a relationship and, and, like, coming back into it. Like, I like how it's the background. The, like, foreground is just a dog that likes food. <laughs> like, just wants to eat a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I want to see more. I need to see more anime because I love animated yeah. stuff. I love animation yeah. stuff so i need to get better at that just like, where do you find you just have to buy it on like itunes or, um, or something? i know sometimes they do like uh like you can go to the theater and they'll have just all the best shorts of a certain category and you can see uh-huh. them uh for feast it was just like in front of big hero six so like uh-huh. now if if you were to see big hero six at like uh, you know like reva and i did at a cheap theater like a second run theater you see it there or like if you rented like a dvd or blu-ray of the movie it would be an extra feature on there i i don't know how you get the others some of them right. might you might be able to get some of them on like amazon or itunes or something sure you'd have to look i'm not 100 percent sure so best live action short film went to the phone call i guessed it based on nothing <laughs> and i uh, got it right nice <laughs> how about you i did not i i went with i thought butter lamp was gonna win that just sounds so artsy. And that was my personal pick because <laughs> yeah, I person. like the title Butterlamp. See, my personal pick was Boogaloo and Graham because I really enjoy that title. I just like the word Boogaloo. <laughs> um, it's, yeah. That's so, why Break in Two is my favorite movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah. End results. Did you count up how many you actually got? I got... I got nine. Okay, I got 17. Oh, aren't you just awesome? <laughs> For pre-research, that was pretty good. Usually after like I look into things, I, I get like 18 or 19. So I did, didn't did do as well you know, once I looked into it as I normally do. But yeah. I feel pretty good about just like kind of picking names off of a sheet and getting that many. 
Right. Um, so yeah, Oscars are fairly predictable sometimes. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, yeah, I don't really, I don't really keep up with like, I don't know, like, I guess the Hollywood Reporter stuff like that, Variety, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't. Is that, is I, that what research you did? Or? I just like. I Google a lot of it. I, ah. I checked, yeah, I did check Variety and Hollywood Reporter, but I also checked, you know, like, Vulture and, jeez, uh, just, uh, I think IndieWire I read. They're not always very accurate on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just, I just, like, went through site by site by site and, like, kind of marked off how many things people, or how many time something was predicted so like it was easy to see if something was like a tight race in predictions versus like overwhelming so like some of them where it was like everybody's saying this i was like yeah maybe i should change my vote on that like like i think that's what happened with whiplash on editing and that's what happened with uh yeah sound mixing like the ones for whiplash where i uh, uh, when i did my you know official ballot on my website i turned away from that because i was like all right sounds like it won't win and there's a good chance that the academy didn't really see it uh, and everybody saw American Sniper, but uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Pretty happy with that. You didn't see the ceremony, right, or like the whole show? No, I was doing my show. That that yeah yeah. I, I wasn't sure if you saw it after or not. No but, no no. Yeah, no. that's that's probably nice because <laughs> it was. That's it, what I heard. I heard it's it's another. Crap, so. I mean, there were moments, but it's just so long. Like yeah. it, it's it's bullshit to me that they. They have this show where, like, after a minute of an acceptance speech, they have to cut people off, but they just shove so much crap into it. Mm-hmm. It's like, maybe if you didn't have all the junk that had nothing to do with the awards, right. then you'd be able to actually give out the awards in a decent amount of time and let people talk. You know, right. it, isn't the show supposed to be honoring those people? Right. That's the whole point. <laughs> Why is there, like, a whole 15, 20 minutes about The Sound of Music and Lady Gaga performing a song from that? Like, it has nothing to do with right. the rest of things. I mean, yeah, you won the Oscar 50 years ago. Right, exactly. It's like, oh, fifth, I mean, that, you know, sure, film history, that's great, but it's about the year that we're celebrating. Like, right. go with that. Like, Julie Andrews is still alive, and she, other than yeah, that, Yeah, she went on stage to talk about it after. Did. And I mean, <laughs> that's, I'm not, like, you know, throwing shade at uh, Lady Gaga saying that she did a terrible performance like it was a pretty decent per- she did a really good job with it yeah. but it's just like why is this in the show like right. why can't you just cut that out other funny things from not necessarily a ceremony but the red carpet uh something i didn't know dakota johnson is um melanie griffith yeah daughter. melanie griffith's daughter did you hear about all this <laughs> i was watching when it happened and uh, yeah, so a reporter or the interviewer goes up and it just keeps asking Melanie Griffith, like, "Have you seen Fifty Shades of Grey?" She's like, "No, I haven't." And she's like, "Oh, you should really see it!" Like pushing her, and she's like, "I'm not sure I'm ready or comfortable with that procedure." Yeah. And Dakota Johnson's kind of like, "Oh, no, you'd be fine. You should see it." And she's, it's just the most uncomfortable interview because they're both trying to convince Melanie Griffith to watch her own daughter in a softcore porn. <laughs> and it, like right before the Oscars, one of the uh, interviewer reporter people—I don't know any of their names because I, I never pay attention to entertainment news—but uh, it's like, yeah, well, Melanie Griffith and Dakota Johnson are trending, and I think it's just because a lot of people didn't know that, or they they love that they have such a normal parent-daughter relationship, and it's like, no, people are—it's trending because it's 
fucking weird and yeah. uncomfortable. And it was a really, really bizarre red carpet moment. Yeah. Ask Don Johnson about it. How about that? I'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is that? You want me to watch my own daughter <laughs> get S&M'd? Is okay. that what you're telling me? Yeah, sure. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. <laughs> People are so dumb. Yeah. Or insensitive, or just like so oblivious to things. Yeah, those reporters. You'd want to watch your daughter in that movie. There's no sense of privacy on those red carpets. It's all just like invading everybody's space and talking, asking about their what what they're wearing. And most of his people are like, "This is the worst part. I just need to get on." So like, some of the best performances of the year are the people who are just putting up with that shit and just like (laughs) just (laughs) pretending they're not really irritated the whole way through right it's just like uh, it's just some lonely housewife in the midwest who's not having sex <laughs> watch me wear a dress or tell talk about the best and worst yeah, yeah oh god i hate all that crap <laughs> yeah not my thing so i think that might wrap it up for that's, our yeah, uh, oscar special uh hopefully it's not like three hours long i think it is but uh thanks for listening and uh we'll catch you next week take care